What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is Common Bengals W. Who knows when that that stream actually kicked on? Man, I don't have my graphics made. I don't have anything. I got my my fightful background stuff like that. Uh, I, I hastily created this, even though it's something that I, I considered doing for for quite a while. Very excited about it. Uh, <laughs> somebody asked, "Is this soccer or basketball?" Uh, it is. Football, as our friend Kyler James says. Uh, indeed, uh, I am doing a bit of a football show. I don't know anything about football. That's the charm of it. Uh, if you're looking for expert analysis or anything like that, buddy, you you are better off going to Locked on Bengals or uh, Bengals Talk or any any number of those places. I just love the Cincinnati Bengals. I love football in general. I just never played it beyond like an intramural level or uh, learned the X's and O's, but Damn, I love talking about it, speculating. Uh, one of our, our most popular things we do, <laughs> So one of our most popular things that we do on Fightful, which is my day job covering pro wrestling, is reckless speculation shows. And that's basically what all of these are going to be. I've got uh, no insight. I've got, I can't say that I don't have connections because I do, but I don't know how much I'll be exhausting those. I'm going to have some of my friends that cover the Bengals on the show, I might have some uh, Bengals, current Bengals, former Bengals on the show as well. But man, I, I just love talking football and there's plenty of football to talk. Uh, Jeff Hawkins, who has been a part of Fightful for a long time, uh, is also a big Bengals fan. He came all the way from California to watch the, the Raiders get stomped out in the playoffs. And hey, there's going to be like six or seven of you watching here on YouTube. But uh, my Twitter's got a pretty big reach, so I'm going to force it down a lot of your throats. Subscribe to Common Bengals W on YouTube. They have the thing now where you can go YouTube.com slash at Common Bengals W. Also, uh, there's going to be, or we have Twitter, which is at Common Bengals W. Very happy uh, how that one's going. Already got about 150 followers. I, I can't remember the last time I was that excited to actually gain followers on a platform, but I had somebody say, oh, well, what are you, are you trying to cover the Bengals, et cetera, et cetera? Are you trying to get in the press box? No, I have actually had somebody inquire and say, you know, you could probably pick up coverage for this outlet if you want to be in the press box. And I thought about it for a hot second. And I was like, man, that sounds good. Then I thought, no, why the hell would I want that? Like anybody who does follow like the day job knows how much I cover pro wrestling and, and combat sports and it's it's a very demanding schedule i don't want like the one thing that i enjoy more than anything else also being work so this is going to be fun if we can monetize it that'd be nice too but we'll see how that goes right now we don't have uh have a, a dedicated platform set up for monetization but if you guys want to go to humperchats.com and leave one that's absolutely fine uh, that's that's what we use for for Fightful. But man, I'm I'm just excited for Monday. I'm not working the Monday post show for Fightful. I already got Will Washington filling in for me because the way that I looked at it was if the Bengals lose, especially if they get blown out, I am going to be depressed. I'm going to be sad boy sap is what I'm going to be. But if they win or it's a close game, I'm hardly going to be focused on that show. So we're going to see how that plays out. But a lot of stuff has played out this week. Uh, we got the Lyle Collins thing, man, that was a bummer. And objectively the Bengals performed 
way more poorly when Lyle Collins went down than they did afterwards. Uh, it really started that that steep decline once he was out, and he, he passed the initial physical test where he they thought that his ACL was intact. He thought that he dislocated his kneecap and that he might miss like a week or something, right? Well, not so much. Torn ACL, torn MCL, and them saying a seven-month recovery, boy, that's bold. I mean, Joe Burrow was way ahead of schedule on his, too, and he didn't miss any time, but also he didn't get a camp or anything like that, right? So Lyle Collins doing what he does back in seven months, I don't think there's any way that the Bengals have him back by preseason, by August. And even if they do, probably ain't a great idea to have him where he would be uh, on the line at that early, even like in early September. So I think the Bengals got to probably go out and get some additional O-line help unless uh, they they get, unless what ends up paying off for them is his replacement steps up and does well. We did all right uh, this past Sunday, but I see everybody talking about like Andrew Whitworth and all this stuff. And listen, uh, Andrew Whitworth was a really great, player for the Bengals for a very, very long time. And it would be nice to have him somewhere on the team. Like I wouldn't mind having him like at the end of the bench or something like that. A very competent guy that that can step up, especially from a depth perspective. But I don't know what kind of shape he's he's kept himself in. Or if he has, I haven't listened to that Peter Schrager podcast as of yet. I, I'm hoping to, but I mean he didn't necessarily rule it out. I mean, retiring on a Super Bowl is, is man, you, you can't beat it unless you get to come out of retirement and then re-retire with a Super Bowl win for the team you started your career with and played 10 years. And, I mean, you helped change their culture under Carson Palmer, under Andy Dalton. He was Andrew Whitworth was a big part of the success of Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. If we didn't have Andrew Whitworth there, man, Andy Dalton's getting knocked over a hell of a lot more. I mean, we were spoiled by Andy Dalton and didn't even realize it. Like, get, get, okay, I did at the time, but getting to the playoffs first year and then every year for the next four or five years, 10, 11 win seasons, I think there might have been a 12 win season in there. Well, that doesn't happen if uh, Andrew Whitworth is not there. Absolutely not. Uh, but do I think that at this point he is a better option than what the Bengals have? Well, that I don't know. Uh, I, I can tell you that the Rams ain't doing so hot without his protection, but I don't know. Uh, I I would leave that up to, <laughs> I hate to say I would leave that up to Mike Brown because he's old as hell, but Zach Taylor is very much like, I like who we have in the building. But it doesn't matter if he likes who they have in the building. If Mike Brown is like, let's bring him back. Let's bring him, let's bring him in. He's going to do it. But I mean, if he goes out there and gets absolutely embarrassed on the field, well, you got to be realistic that he's probably not going to catch up at 41 years old. 41? I don't know. I think it's worth exploring it at the very least. Like, let, let's see what kind of depth he can provide as long as it doesn't cause somebody who is better than him, a better option than him at that spot. I don't know. And uh, I definitely don't want them jumping to conclusions and, and doing that 
just as an experiment ahead of the Bills or Ravens game. I'll be at the Ravens game with my boy Drew. Shout out to him. Uh, great dude. Going to enjoy the, the Ravens game. Looking like it might rain a little bit. Not too pumped about that, but ain't nothing I haven't been through before. Talk about rainy days, man. That It didn't look so hot the first two games of the season, right? Didn't look too hot the, the opening of the season. And, you know, I, I always open myself up to, to stuff. I'm trying not to curse on this show, but when I say I believe the Bengals – could be a one-loss team right now. I really mean it. Could be, should be, whatever. And people say, oh, if you're, they had had balls, it'd be your uncle, whatever. The only game that they were completely out of and should not have won was the Cleveland Browns game. I feel like they should have beat the Ravens, they should have beat the Cowboys, and they should have beat the Steelers. I mean, they should have beat the Steelers despite, despite all the, 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 trash that happened in that game the worst half of football i've ever seen the cincinnati Bengals play was that first half of the steelers game and i was there for it that cowboys game on the road before their o-line was even competent together both of these games you look at the steelers and cowboys games that's well before the o-line had even begun to start to be able to work together correctly uh because he had i think burrow got sacked seven times in the, the Pittsburgh game, six times in the Dallas game. And since then, he's only been sacked more than three times once. And that was the Cleveland game that they lost a bunch and their O-line completely imploded. So you see how that worked out. Now, the majority of the turnovers that we've seen from Burrow since then, they've been like stopped routes or or some missed stuff or... Uh, some stuff, uh, largely things that you can't even necessarily blame on him, right? Uh, but still, the sack rate is down big time from last year. He got sacked 51 times in 16 games. We're heading into game 16 today or, or this week. He's at 39. He ain't going to get sacked 12 times in the next game. If he does, that's that's a huge problem and, you know. But, I mean, 19 times in the playoffs, too. That's an average of five times per game. Man, like, the O-line has significantly improved with, with the addition of Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and, and Ted Karras. And that was coming out of the Super Bowl. That's what everybody said. Man, he did it without an O-line. And once they fix that O-line, what can happen? Well, I can tell you what can happen. The Bengals should be a one-loss team right now. Should be you. They weren't winning that Browns game. It wasn't happening. They got their asses kicked. But I mean, you can look through the history of Joe Burrow as a Bengal. Well, let's go back to 2020. Look at the losses. LA, three points, his debut. Cleveland, five points. There was the tie in Philadelphia. Uh, there was at Indianapolis, less than a score. There was the Cleveland game uh, in Cincy. A field goal separated that. So, I mean, even like five out of the first six losses that that Burrow had, you look at those games, objectively, if he had a better line against Philadelphia, the Bengals win that game. He got sacked eight times. Um, you can't look at like the Baltimore game where he got sacked seven times. I, there was nothing that was going to overcome a 24-point differential. But if he would have had better protection and didn't get sacked four times against the Browns, 
in Cincinnati in 2020? Well, yeah, I think they score th- at least three more points. I, I think he probably fumbles the ball uh, less than three times as well. I, I think there would there would have been a lot of help in that regard. Like there were so many instances where the line just had to be fixed, and they finally did it this year. I just don't know if Whitworth is the answer at 41. I would love to have him on the team. I mean, he, he would probably cost less than than a coach would at this point. But also, uh, the Rams own his rights, too. And as Colby says, there's some decent OT on practice squads and outright free agents right now. Eric Fischel is probably the most most notable, but he's a left tackle. Ah, <clears throat> oh, man. Just excited about this Bills game. Uh, this is the first Josh Allen, Joe Burrow matchup. And right before our eyes, we're seeing the transition, right? We're seeing guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, who I still think perform well for what they do, especially Aaron Rodgers, the resurgence he's had late in the season. Uh, but also Russell Wilson, who's just bad. He just stinks. He sucks. Um, I think that we see that transition, and now Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. You see uh, Josh Allen doing what he's doing. You see Joe Burrow uh, becoming what he is. And then Jalen Hurts as well. Uh, Tua at points this season, if he could stay healthy. And you know, you got to got to keep his head right. Uh, it's this whole new generation. And the quarterback situation in the NFL is one of the most fascinating things to me as like a very casual fan. Again, this is the most casual fans, <laughs> Fingles podcast you'll see. But also, you got to look at a guy like Geno Smith and wonder what that did for the NFL, right? Like, there's, I wonder if there will be anybody else that gets a shot because of Geno Smith. Because, hey, the Seahawks ain't doing great right now. They're seven and eight. But right now, Geno Smith's completing almost 71% of his passes, 27 TDs to nine interceptions. He's a pro bowler. And this is after he hadn't started really much of anything in eight years. But even last year, in the limited play that he got, 68%, 68%, five TDs on an, on an interception. He deserved that look. And I wonder if there's any quarterbacks, and I'd love to hear from the chat, if there's any quarterbacks that you guys think are going to get a shot sort of like he did. Uh, I mean, there's a few things you can count on. One, Andy Dalton's going to pop up on some team and end up starting at least five or six games. That's what Andy Dalton does, right? Uh, I wish we honestly, I wish he would be the backup for the Bengals. I think that would be really, really great as well. And I probably wouldn't flinch as much every time Joe Burrow got hit. But I mean, this guy left Cincinnati. He went to Dallas, started nine games, went to Chicago, started six games. And now he's started most of the season for the Saints and isn't, you know, great or anything. But again, he's completing his passes. That's what's important for a guy in his position. But Tom Brady, what's Tom Brady going to do? Well, we don't know. What are the Packers going to do with Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? Well, we don't know. Who's going to take a flyer on Baker Mayfield, considering he's on and off? And you know what? Honestly, that's a better situation than a lot of teams right now. I think there are there are definitely more quarterbacks that are worth the teams taking a shot on than there are starting positions. But the big question is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Selfishly, I'd like to get Lamar Jackson the hell out of the AFC North. And especially considering that 
even though I wouldn't say that they're anything near franchise quarterbacks or anything like that. But uh, you look at the Steelers, you look at the Browns, <clears throat> the Browns did better than I thought they would do. Winning six games is much better than I thought they would do this season. The Steelers, seven and eight right now, a chance to end up with eight or nine wins. That's better than I thought they were going to do at any point of this year. So they're not completely out of it. The Steelers are one draft away from being good again because they have Mike Tomlin and Mike Tomlin, I believe is capable of anything, but I would love to get Lamar Jackson, the hell out of the AFC North. I just don't want it to be via injury or something like that. He's 25 years old. He's a quarterback that I would very much like the Bengals to not have to deal with for the next decade. So when I think of, well, what, what can they do? They can franchise tag him and trade him, obviously, and they'll get something good for one year of Lamar Jackson if he wants to test free agency. And the Ravens are a team that are built to win. We know that because they're winning right now. And if you have a good quarterback on that Ravens team, they're probably going to have a winning season. And there's going to be a whole lot of options for uh, quarterbacks next year. San Francisco is going to have a whole situation. But the, the benefit of their situation, Jimmy G's gone. He's going He's long gone. He is so far gone and not going to be uh, playing for the San Francisco 49ers next year that it, it – can't even believe how far gone he is, right? Um, you got Brock Purdy. You got Trey Lance. You're going to find out what Trey Lance is. You're, you're finding out what Brock Purdy is. But they've got contract years for, for that. But Jimmy G, like, could he end up in Baltimore? Maybe if they get rid of uh, Lamar Jackson and want to draft a quarterback or something like that. Give it, Give it a shot. I mean... And you might be able to say, well, how can you replace Lamar Jackson? Where, where they're drafting from? Well, look where Lamar Jackson was drafted. First round, 32nd overall in the 2018 draft. So it ain't just it ain't just the Zach Wilsons of the world getting drafted where he did that are, are going to be able to, to have these shots. And I, th I think that Zach Wilson will probably at least get one more shot in New York, they're, they're going to have to decide what they're going to do with Mike White. Obviously, Joe Flacco, he's going to get the hell out of there. But you look at the, the free agents that are available. Um, Geno Smith's going to be available. Andy Dalton is probably not going to be starting for the Baltimore Ravens next year. If it's not Lamar Jackson, you've got Daniel Jones, who is still very, very young. If you want to try to make something work there. I mean... Lamar Jackson for Daniel Jones for a year, uh, like it wouldn't be a straight up trade, obviously, but if you trade Lamar Jackson to maybe a team like the Giants who are going to need a quarterback if Daniel Jones leaves, maybe you sign him away. You're able to get a quarterback for the next few years. Maybe you draft a guy, see where it goes. Daniel Jones has played well this year, but I think there are a lot of options for Baltimore at a, at an, a, not a, necessarily a top high level, there's Brady. There's, you know, the potential that Aaron Rodgers gets traded. There is Jimmy G. There's enough competent options there. So uh, I look at that and I'm like, okay, that's pretty exciting too. And uh, I, man, I'm already excited for the offseason, even though the Bengals are having a hell of an on season right now. Monday night football, man. I used to dread it. I used to absolutely dread the primetime games 
And uh, now I love it, dude. I, I love seeing the Bengals playing, uh, playing Saturday games, Thursday games, Monday games, Sunday night games. I absolutely love it. Nicholas McClymont says, which position do you think we should focus on during the draft next year? Okay, so uh, I am certainly not a draft expert. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to our friend uh, Hustle the Savage on Twitter. He's a guy I've known for a very, very long time. And he's been just like so good. Like I've learned so much about players, like who we're getting from his draft analysis that he does uh, for free on Twitter with regularity. Like he's just uh, incredible at that. But I'm certainly not the type of person that is going to have a great amount of insight there. There are a few things I do think you need to prepare for. One is Joe Mixon going to be the Joe Mixon that we've seen of the last, ah, oh gosh, I don't know, the last four games that we've really seen him in where he's averaging five yards a carry and he's he's like, scoring touchdowns and all that, which, I mean, he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown since the game that he scored all those rushing touchdowns. Uh, but, like, he's getting his job done. That's the thing. Whenever he needs to pick up a first down, he's picking up those first downs, and that's not conducive to having, a high, like, a high yards uh, per average. But I do want to see the running game get going a little bit better, and I I do like Joe Mixon as a, as a performer. But... Uh, Samaje P. Ryan has proven himself, but with, with P. Ryan, you're not necessarily getting any younger there. In fact, he's older. He's older than, <laughs> than Mixon is. And also, I think Mixon is a, <clears throat> a, I think he is a better back off of the catch, which is what Joe Burrow does an awful lot. You know, he'll throw behind the line and all that. And Samaji did not have a good output in the last game. And he wasn't, that great in the Tampa game either but virtually all season when Joe Mixon wasn't showing up well you've, you've got some AJP Ryan doing it too um I want to look at the Bengals contracts and see like is some AJP Ryan signed because if not somebody else might just pick him up somebody might pay a good amount of money for him so I'll take a look at that but Damn, man. Yeah, he is an unrestricted free agent. And he's making $1.8 million this year. So I don't expect Samaj P. Ryan back next year. I think he's probably going to get paid enough money to where he'll leave the Bengals. And I love P. Ryan. I really do. But I could see it being like a C.J. Uzama situation where, okay, look at C.J. Uzama. A guy who you love, you want on your team. He's great for the team. He's he's fantastic, but he's making what twice as much as what Hayden Hurst is making. And look at what he's done compared to what Hayden Hurst has done. Now, a lot of that is the fact that, well, CJ Uzama's primary quarterbacks have sucked. They've been terrible, but he's not got more than three receptions in a game all season. So the Bengals not only upgraded there, but they did it by giving a guy like Hayden Hurst a real opportunity to shine. He's he's probably going to have 
He's not going to end up having more targets than he's ever had, especially that 2020 year with, with Atlanta. But that's because he's missed three, four games now. But you see what he's done compared to what Uzama's done. And, uh, I mean, he's been targeted three times as much as Uzama. He's got twice as many yards. Uh, they've scored the same amount of touchdowns. But he, he's been very good. Now, you know, Uzama is catching the ball every time it's thrown his way. But, I mean, that's something. That's That was one of the points of attraction for Hayden Hurst. He had that high catch rate. Like, you know that when the ball is tossed his way over the last several years, like, he's probably going to catch it 75 to 80% of the time. And that's exactly what he's done. And that's what you, you need when you've got a guy that can really heave the ball like Joe Burrow. You want a big dude that can go down and get it and that can drag people around. It would have been nice to have, like, Gronk or somebody pop up and be like, I want to play with him. That didn't happen. He retired. I love Hayden Hurst. It's going to be a bummer if they lose him this year because he was kind of on a prove-it deal with the Bengals where they were like, okay, one year, let's see how it works. We need a tight end. Ours is gone. He's Hayden Hurst is 29, and, and the reality of the situation is he's always been a, a very good tight end. It's just they keep drafting people, all these teams like uh, Baltimore and Atlanta that kept drafting people in ahead of him that, that sort of take his spot. So I, I would love to see Hayden Hurst back. Hope he's, hope he's good and healthy soon, but uh, a tight end might be a good option for the Bengals. Like I know that they they've got a couple guys that are, they're there like Mitchell Wilcox, but Mitchell Wilcox is 20. Like a lot of the guys that they have, are like 25, 26 years old. I would love for them to get like a really, really amazing tight end. Uh, I thought that Mitchell Wilcox has filled in great. He's caught every pass thrown to him the last couple weeks. You have uh, Devin, God, I can't even pronounce his last name, but he's barely seeing the the, the field right now. Uh, so that, that ain't happening. Drew Sample, <sighs> He's, you know, he, again, a guy that catches the ball when it's thrown at him, drafted in the second round. I thought that he was going to get more of an opportunity after Uzama. But as it turns out, he hasn't really done much of anything at the, the tight end spot since that 2020 year. Um, so I, I think by now, if they, if they were going to have done something with him, they probably would have. And next year, Drew Sample, Hayden Hurst uh, are – both free agents. You do have Devin for 1.1 million next year, but let's look at let's look at the mock drafts. Let's look at the mock drafts for the NFL. Cause I mean, I know it's like, oh my God, really? You want to get more offensive weapons for Joe Burrow? Yes, I do. Why not? Because guess what happens after next year? Tyler Boyd's deal is up. Hope he stays. Maybe he won't. You're gonna pay T. Higgins. You're gonna pay Jamar Chase. You have to pay them. And you know you're paying. Joe Burrow. Gotta. So yeah, I do want more offensive options because I'm greedy. Um, more protections never going to hurt. Uh, I like the way that Cam Taylor Britt has played in the secondary. Based on, on what I have seen, I really, really like that. And I, I would like to see him do even more there. But I, I think that we'll have to see uh, really how how Awuzie is when he comes back first off. Uh, but depth there 
never hurts because that's been an area where the Bengals struggle. Uh, Darnell Wright is the current pick offensive tackle out of Tennessee, but I, I agree. Corner has to be a top priority in the draft. Hooday Joe is here uh, from uh, Bengals and Brews, I believe it is. I believe it is. Hooday Joe, check them out. I uh, hope, hope I'm going to do their show sometime. Eventually, got a busy schedule. I usually just hop on here whenever I can, but I wanted to give them a shout out. But yeah, corner, uh, to me, the secondary has to be. And, and if you're going to draft like a tight end or something like that, Make more use of them than you did out of out of uh, uh, Drew Sample. Gotta, gotta. Where's where's the the second round mock drafts? Where where are those? NFL mock draft 2023 second round. See, I'm learning along with you guys. Look at our friend Alicia in the chat. We love Alicia. She's great. Check these bad boys out. Ah. I mean, I, I, again, I like as much firepower as possible. Okay, so, speaking of, uh, there is Walter Football that says Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame could be the Bengals' second-round pick. Boy, look at him. Look at this big son of a bitch. I'm sorry I cursed. Man! <laughs> Look at this guy. Jesus Christ, he looks like Homelander. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, I want this guy on our team. <laughs> yeah, freaking Homelander. Give me him. Uh, it says he's also a Bengals fan. Come on down, buddy. Let me check out his numbers here. Uh, who wouldn't be a Bengals fan right now, am I right? Man, Jesus, <laughs> that made my day. All right, played 2021, 2022. <sighs> All right, wow, what a year he had. Nine TDs, seven last year. 6'4", 249. That is a big boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty, right? Yeah, I like that kid. That's him. We're taking home. Oh man. Uh guys, thank you all so much for for coming by. I'm so excited to to do this just talk some some trash with you guys. Who knows how often I'll do this. Maybe I'll never do it again, but I'm having graphics made. I just couldn't wait. I wanted to do a little bit of a a uh an intro podcast. You know what I mean? So thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out.